0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton, and I am your host. And as promised, we have Mama Tuck on the mic today with me. Mom, say hello.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Uh, This is my mom, Kristen Tucker. She has been married and put up with Pops for a long time. And um, I have bragged about Pops on the podcast a lot and also sufficiently made fun of him uh hopefully mom will have something to say about making fun of pops as well but uh our family was not raised by one person there were there was a couple uh mom and dad mom was like the backbone of our family so we i've talked about dad made us do bible studies in the morning at six that we didn't like Well, mom made us breakfast to make sure that we could be awake, um, along with many other sacrifices and things poured in. She was also at all of the baseball games and scouting events and ceremonies and bands and our band concerts, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. She was there also. Um, And mama, we're going to talk about prayer uh, a little bit because I I have this theory that God listens to praying moms. Uh, more than he ever listens to praying fathers, um that's just a theory cannot back it up well, I guess no, oh, probably not true, but well, I don't know. there's a lot of stories of praying moms in the mm. Bible, and they always seem to have their prayers answered so Mom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, um, glad you're here. Glad you're with us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Help our listeners, all nineteen of them get to know you just <laughs> yeah. a little bit better.
1: yeah. I think to understand who I am is really to understand kind of my growing up years. So I um, grew up in the middle of Kansas. I was number five of six siblings. We had five girls and one boy. And uh, (laughs) yeah, so my parents made a deliberate decision um, that they wanted to raise their family in a smaller community and on a farm because they... Believed in that lifestyle. There's many more reasons behind that. They were in Denver at the time. They right? were Denver. Yes. Yeah. They, they were high school sweethearts, but my dad was in the service and mm-hmm. stationed here in Denver. So they yep. were living here. A couple of things happened that mm-hmm. really uh, prompted them to mm-hmm. get back to the farm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, so um, my dad was a school teacher. As well as a farmer, so I know what hard work looks like, and mm-hmm. providing for your family and mm-hmm. all of those thing, good things.
0: Ooh, can you tell tell the tell everyone the story of Grandpa and the brownies at school? Okay, or was it yeah. the brown? Was it yes. cornbread? Brownies? I don't remember. What no, was it? it was. Well, yeah, it was so how Grandpa you was painted. a prankster.
1: Grandpa was a prankster, and he loved loved to play pranks on people. In fact, Dylan is very similar to him; (laughs) Um, even looks like him, which is interesting. Uh But uh, one time, so he's a teacher, and everybody took snacks, you know, shared them in the teachers' lounge. And he decided that he would put um, chocolate frosting on top of jalapeno cornbread muffins.
0: That's right. Yeah. So he
1: (laughs) and then he took them and just you know put them in the lounge, and then he would just sit there. Uh-huh. And listen to people as they would take one, take a bite, <laughs> thinking they're getting chocolate, a chocolate cupcake, uh-huh. and they're getting jalapeno cornbread <laughs> instead. <laughs> and he'd come home and tell the story, uh, laughing, laughing, of course.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So you're sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I was just like, that crossed my mind. Yeah.
1: So, an interesting fact about our family um, my mom and dad both graduated from Stafford High School, and all mm-hmm. six of us graduated from Stafford High School. Yeah. So, they, yeah, so our pictures are on the wall there.
0: It's a class awesome.
1: picture. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, so after that, I left and I went to um, school in Nebraska for two years and then transferred. It was only a two-year school, Christian school, and then transferred down to Abilene Christian, which is in Abilene, Texas, and uh, finished uh, my bachelor's degree down there. And immediately, um, as soon as I graduated, I moved to Colorado.
0: You did? Yeah. So I, a couple of years ago, found a memory box from of moms, with like pictures and um, in high school, they had to write out a, their 10 year plan for for their life. And I had to do the same thing in college. I had to write out a five year plan. And my five year plan was finish top 10 in my class, immediately moved to New York, work for a little bit, and then either go to NYU Business School or Columbia Law School. That was the plan. And at the five year mark, I was taking an unpaid internship at a church. So I didn't, I wasn't even close. Mom writes a 10 year plan that says, I'm going to go to York college. Abilene Christian move to Colorado, get married and have kids. And she followed it to a, (laughs) to a T. t I think it was like, you were going to get married at 25. You got married at 24. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I believe that's what it said. And then like by 28 or 30, you were going to start having kids you had and you start and i was born you were 31 31 you yeah. had turned you were like 31 in six months or like i was like wow
1: that's kind of typical of our two personalities too yeah
0: you're like <laughs> i i haven't i i haven't followed a plan like that in my life like yeah wish maybe i should have tra- i wish i would have transferred a little well maybe well yeah, maybe but yeah. yeah so you moved to colorado
1: yeah and that's where i met gary and uh-huh. um met at church and um and got married, and we've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and that was how long you guys been married?
1: Thirty-eight years.
0: Thirty-eight yes. years. Oof, that's mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been at Lakewood, Lakewood for... Church,
1: um, for the whole the entire time. That's where we yeah. met, and we never left.
0: Yeah, third, and Dad was there before that. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, there a long time. A, it's a yeah. long time to be in one place. Yeah, it's like it's be rooted. A, that's who we are. Yeah, we're, we're loyal. A, but <laughs> well that, that, that—that's from your family. Your family was mm-hmm. like, even though they came to Denver for a little bit, they went where? It, grandpa wasn't from Stafford, right? But Grandma he, was. No, he was. He was from Stafford. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, yeah, you said that they're high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you lived in the farm in the farmhouse that
1: my grandpa.
0: Yeah. So several generations.
1: My grandpa built. Yeah. When he settled there, they were mm-hmm. on their way from Kentucky to Washington State to end landed in
0: kansas yeah this is good we have gone <laughs> far enough we have we have yes um what have you done for work okay in, in the last 38 years okay.
1: all right so my degree is in family and consumer sciences and early childhood education um many of you know the family and consumer sciences as home ec um mm-hmm. those uh, so The interesting thing about that is I always loved that subject matter, and I loved what the core meaning of that was, is bringing the sciences into the home. Mm -hmm. And that's when it started. And um, Keaton reminded me of a meme. You know, the people who know the chemical equations, but they can't balance their checkbook. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what I taught. So I taught in high school for a while. Middle school realized I cannot do that for a Mm -hmm. lifetime. So Um, real
0: quick aside, for all of my listeners under I guess really under 25, maybe even 30. All that stuff you wish you would have learned in high school, they used to teach, mm-hmm. believe it or not, before you had to learn about quartz yeah. and um, yeah. whatever else we learned in mm-hmm. in high school that w- wasn't as yes. useful. Mom used to teach that stuff. Yeah. So, so it really
1: uh, isn't about cooking and sewing. Even though we had those classes, there mm-hmm. was something foundational underneath it. And that's yeah. what people, many times people forget about. Um, and I loved... Um, the subject matter mainly because it was about building healthier families mm-hmm. in all ways yeah. not just um, from a wellness standpoint yeah. so, um, so I did teach school I substituted off and on um, depending on what was going on in our family and then I also along with that worked for the dairy industry for about 25 years mm-hmm. and now I have my own business called Family Homeworks and I am a financial coach mm-hmm. coaching families and individuals on how oh. to manage their money better mm-hmm. to meet to meet their goals
0: yeah yeah and with the family homework side help people figure out how to run a home just kind of like you did at the beginning because mm-hmm. there's actually a lot that goes into it
1: right right many times our yeah. sessions are not just about the money yeah they're about other things yeah in the home yeah mm-hmm. and you've
0: been running that business for six years six years now mm-hmm. that's right that's right very cool uh so we'll we'll talk a little bit about money um have some questions for mom because it's always helpful to learn some stuff about money um but where we wanted to start is i actually want to talk about honor um i am on an honor kick right now Mm -hmm. i've been reading and studying and thinking about honor a lot um and i know that um, mom comes from a family where uh I don't know if you, you, may not say it this way, but honor was evident in, in, in throughout your mm-hmm. family. So we have this gigantic family reunion that we've had since how long I was like three for the first one or was I younger?
1: No, you weren't even born for the oh, first okay. one. okay. 1989.
0: So, so, okay. 33 years that we've been having this family reunion. Um, so you figure the Murphy clan, um, mom is one of six, but Grandpa's one of three. Mm-hmm. Three boys, just like me, Colin, and Dylan. Um, and they all had kids, and they all so we all get together. And even throughout that entire family, extended family, there is like a high sense of honor and like, oh, these people love each other and like each other, and they get along really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it was hidden. I don't remember, like, family drama. Um, it was just non-existent. And you can tell that it was like, Instilled in all of you guys that honor is important, honored up to your mother and father, honored down to children, even though they are distinct and different. Um, but so I want to ask you a few things about um honor. So, if you could start, um, um, how do we want to start this? So,
1: well, I think let's talk a little bit about that generational honor, and you're right, mm -hmm. it was modeled for us, it was important, Mm -hmm. family was important Mm -hmm. in all of the. Uh, starting with my grandma and grandpa Murphy, mm-hmm. um, so you're right. That's where kind of it started. My dad picked up on that, um, mm-hmm. and, the, and my uncles as well. So we know family, we know um, our cousins. That was important for for yeah. them. Um, as irritating as it would be that you would be dragged to, you know, oh, that you're related to these people. That was very important. So yeah. I think it was modeled more than anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, down through generations, cause I'm mm-hmm. so Just generational. Yeah, yeah, and we're on the young end. Mm-hmm. Me, Colin, and Dylan, we were some of the youngest cousins. Yes, and so all of our cousins were way older. But yeah, it it was modeled. Um, but if you don't mind, like, um, what what, what do you? We'll talk about like honor of mother and father, and then what I mean by honoring of children, because I don't mean like your children. You you don't think. We'll get into that Um, because they are distinct and different. Um, But if you were to like kind of explain when you think of honor, like what is your biblical basis Mm. for honor? Because it is a it's it's pretty unique idea in the Bible that you should honor um, your mother and father in generations. Um, Greek culture did pick it up a little bit, but it was it was way different than uh, the biblical premise of honor. So Mm -hmm. if you could.
1: So I actually did look up to see mm-hmm. what the Greek word was in the New Testament for honor, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of thought through what mm-hmm. does honor mean to me. Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing is honor in the New Testament. The very one of the first places you see it is when the word, um, the Greek word, it's translated a little bit differently. Is when it's a it means value. So. Mm. When Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver, Mm -hmm. that is how they valued or honored him. So that same word Uh is used for, yeah, what they, and I thought that's so interesting because that honor is really the value we put on other
0: people. Ooh, yeah, that's good, Mm -hmm. okay.
1: Yeah, so when I think about even, even subconsciously, because I grew up with that, you value other people. Mm -hmm. And I remember even telling you guys that every one of us is made in God's image. And I even have to remind myself they're holy and made in God's image. So that's value right there. Um, of course we're commanded to do that but what does that really mean Mm -hmm. I believe honor is a position of our own heart and how we look at others Yeah, and that knowing having that core belief that everyone's made in God's image so I am not only am I to obey God by honoring people Mm -hmm. I need to make sure my heart is in the right place as well
0: yeah which is good that thing about money is good Mm -hmm. so you could ascribe it like this might sound like a silly example but just to kind of like wrap mind around it um there's probably some people in your life that you like you're like well ten dollars and then there's other people you're like a million Mm -hmm. but you're gonna probably have a better heart posture the higher value you put on people you're gonna be like wow if this is a person made by god on purpose Mm -hmm. and created in his image then they deserve my whatever highest honor i can give them they're not beneath me No, which I guess is the heart of a servant too. It's like you recognize that people are above you. You
1: can't think of honor without also thinking about humility.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I have, in order to honor someone else, I have to humble
0: myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good too. Mm -hmm. You can't really be selfish, or you can't love yourself too much. That's good. And I
1: think respect comes in there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. You get all those different attributes that kind of come in. Um. Mm -hmm. So with. Um, what was I gonna ask? With like your, let's go with your brothers and sisters. With well, your brother and sisters. Mm-hmm. So because you guys all get together and laugh and have a hoot. Um, you can always tell when the Murphy sisters are together. And the did Pam is fourteen years older than you. Mm, or? No, eleven. Eleven years older. Okay. Um, what was it like to? try to honor your sister because there, there was a generational gap, oh, not a generational gap. That's a, uh, there was a huge gap mm-hmm. in age. Um, did you guys have something you had to like overcome or was it kind of just like natural?
1: So the interesting thing about, especially my older siblings, they were enough older and they were cool. Right. Cause the, I'm in yeah. elementary school and they're in high school
0: yeah. and they're
1: dating and they're doing fun yeah. stuff and they're going off to college so yeah. we all became friends in as adults.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. different relationship. Yeah.
1: So I don't know that that was like, do I honor them? Yeah. For sure. I do now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it's like uh, the reason I asked, um, me calling and Dylan, we're friends now, but we were not when we were in, mm-hmm. especially when the hormones were raging. Um, we we're, we weren't like friends. Um, and but now we are, mm-hmm. um, and so it is a little bit different. But um, I'm thinking of like, okay, so we have some moms who listen to our podcast and they're raising boys and they're looking at their boys with all the affection in their hearts and being like, how do I not strangle these kids? Mm-hmm. They are fighting with each other. And so, the reason I asked about you and your sisters, your sisters, is because you used to do stuff for us that forced us to like get along Mm -hmm. um which at the time would not have called it honor but you forced us to get along with each other um we weren't allowed to retaliate there's that funny story of dylan he him and colin were fighting and dylan like smacked colin or something so colin hit him back and Dylan screams, "Don't retaliate!" And then smacks, <laughs> and then smacks, smacks Colin in the face. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, um. Or there was, a, I think. So I was probably thirteen and giving Colin a hard time, and he he had finally had enough, and he took his his thumb, and he pressed it into the bottom of my chin until I apologized. It hurt so bad. But then there were like. What were some of the other things that you did to make sure that like, you don't like each other right now, but one day you're going to love each other and you're going to learn to be friends and honor each other. What were some of the things that you guys like made us do mm. other than you made, you did make a share of room, which made, was good yeah, for us.
1: And there were many reasons for that. Um, Made you do chores together. I think I only remember one time when I don't even remember which two, but you had to wash windows together because my goodness, you have to. If you're gonna wash a window on one side the other, you've gotta to talk to each other. I remember taking toys and games and all kinds of things away when you're fighting over the game mm-hmm. because and I would tell you, you've this game has become more important than the other person.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How did we react?
1: Oh, you hate it. <laughs> no no it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're being mean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're you're being mean to each other. And you're gonna get over it, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But you guys, you guys did a really good job of like, ma- and we're we're thankful for it now. Which I know we're gonna talk about like, uh, parenting in a little bit when you're like, doing the hard things for your kids, which I w- will also to me ties to like honoring them. Um, but anything else that you would say like, um, like for moms, if you were to like to honor your husband, your family your people the people at your workplace what what would you say to like moms who are listening to our podcast mm.
1: I would just like to encourage them mm-hmm. because like when they're punching each other mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not funny it's funny now looking it's back <laughs> but <laughs> it, it is not funny it's stressful and uh-huh. you're like they'll never get along yeah. you you forget you lose your hope yeah have hope it's, mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing yeah there are no guarantees but uh-huh. you're doing the right thing because you know it's the right thing to do yeah. to make them do the best to your ability to get yeah.
0: along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that proverb? Train up a child in the, the way, way he, he should, should go, anyone. and later mm-hmm. he will not depart from it. Go to your Bible and circle that word. Right. Later, because later it, mm-hmm. it might be years. Late into it may his be 20s. years.
1: Well, and I think too is exposing your kids. Not just in the family setting itself, but also, you know, showing them how we honor Mm -hmm. other people. And churches almost always have some sort of opportunity where you can teach your kids to honor. You know, and even, I don't think, I don't remember us allowing you guys to talk bad about other people.
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think that was ever permitted. Mm -hmm. We also, I don't think we would have ever seen, seen that. The other thing that you guys did... Though to help us really understand um, that all people uh, are created in the image of God and of infinite values, we kind of had like an open door policy at our house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think of like I won't say their names, but we had friends in elementary school who mom and dad weren't around, and so they just hung out at our house. I mean there were, there were a lot of mm-hmm. I can think just in my friend group from elementary school of at least six people who they're just come to our house and we didn't like I mean elementary kids you like you don't know any different um but I do remember the thing I did remember is being shocked that oh mom and dad aren't where's mom and dad Um, their mom and dad yeah their mom and dad (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah um that was something kind of foreign but like as a mom what was that like for you having these... I wanted
1: them to be welcome in our uh-huh. home there were a couple of times I had to say at our house this is how we do things
0: yeah yeah
1: language
0: mm-hmm. the
1: way they talk teach to, to the movies uh, the, we watch the, the, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. and say and I remember one little boy setting him down and go I want you to be here yeah but at our house this is the way we behave yeah. so you get to choose yeah and he was old enough to choose mm-hmm. whether he stayed and yeah. hung out and, yeah or went home
0: uh uh-huh yeah um so and then uh, with with kids um i I had said you got need to honor your kids and what i mean by honor your kids is you it, like it's really important to recognize that children are children um mm-hmm. you are not honoring your children by assuming they have fully functioning brains and can make choices for themselves choices on the things they watch where the things they listen to are exposed to um the decisions they make. Um, it's its in our culture right now, there seems to be this belief that uh, children have the same mind as a 30 year old adult and can make gigantic decisions about their life and what they do. And they're f- totally autonomous and free. And that's really, really dishonoring to your children. And mm-hmm. I had said, I don't remember if it was the last podcast podcaster uh, one before I had said, one of the, one of the worst things you can do for your kids is let them like, be totally free and autonomous Mm -hmm. and every parent who does that to their kids they try to be their friend or they try to just let them do whatever they want so that they can there can be quote peace or happiness when those kids turn get into their 20s and especially their 30s they come to resent their parents because they know my parents did not set me up, up well for life they they did mm-hmm. not fulfill their duty to me, which is like, when you're dealing with an eight year old, all they want is whatever they want, not what's good for them. But later in life, they come to appreciate it. And I I mean I could list off numerous examples, um, that you you guys had us do, um, but could you like for moms uh, and dads who are. They're raising their kids. Maybe I, I'm thinking of a mom in particular who um, I know she's got three boys. All of them are teenagers. The age gap is actually almost the exact same as was it for me, Colin and Dylan. And she's just not sure if she's doing anything right. And I I, I promise you, you are. Um, what would you like? You would encourage those moms, but also like what would you say to moms and dads about? Raising kids in a way that fulfills your responsibilities as their parents, because parents are the first teachers, um, but also sets them up well for life. But also, at the same time, there the relieves them of the myth of if you're a good parent, you'll have good kids. Mm. Yeah,
1: like, that is a myth for
0: sure. Let's start there.
1: Okay, there are no guarantees. Yeah, and if you need to be reminded of that, just read. The Old Testament, even God's children <laughs> yeah. that he created and put them in a perfect environment. Yeah. Said, oh, I think there's something better out there. Yeah. Your kids are going to think that. Yeah. I don't care what you do, whether you're, you're their friend or you have lots of uh, guidelines for them to follow. They're pretty sure there's something better mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. So you have to do what's right because you have to answer to mm-hmm. God. I remember yeah. getting so frustrated once I said that to one of you and I can't, the response was not good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably calling then. It wasn't, it definitely
0: wasn't me. There's no they, way. Like,
1: hated, and, and that was out of frustration. So uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't, you know, don't use God as a guilt trip. Yeah. Um, but you need to do what you know is right. Study God's word. Ask mm-hmm. for lots of wisdom. Ask other mo- mentor moms who are state stage ahead of you mm-hmm. just to, kind of give you wisdom and hope and encouragement. Mm-hmm. And you need to have someone that you can call and say, you you just will not believe what's happening. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, mm-hmm, I do believe it because yeah. you're not the only ones. Yeah. Believe it or not. Um, yeah. And I would say, stay in God's word. Mm-hmm. God is sanctifying you as at the same time he's sanctifying mm-hmm. your kids. Yeah. It's gr- It's a process. And I look back and say, gosh, I wish we wouldn't have done it this way. I Wish I wouldn't have mm-hmm. said that. Yeah. That's what grace is about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Grace, forgiveness Mm -hmm. um, for when it doesn't go the right way. Mm -hmm. When your kids are
1: and you can read every parenting book out there and get some really good advice, but it's not your Bible.
0: Yeah, that's true. And
1: gosh, kids don't always follow. What
0: (laughs) they don't (laughs) follow. They they didn't read the book
1: and then decide, oh, that's the way I will behave too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, they didn't. Um, We just experienced that with Noah. Um, cause you, you had said, yeah, Noah didn't read the book. And I was like, she didn't. Cause she's not napping the way that the book says she's supposed to nap. Mm-hmm. Actually, she hasn't napped once. And she's like the way the book, the book says, says she's she she to nap. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, no. Yeah. Like the go. time
1: she was, you said, we'll let her cry for night. was what'd you tell me? 70 minutes. And I'm like, we're there. And she's still screaming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Noah's got endurance, <laughs> willpower, mm-hmm. and, um, like fortitude and the lungs to just scream for, but she Ow. doesn't usually No, only no, at no. rent. Ra- yeah. At yeah. And I'll time.
1: just use Noah as an example, because I did this throughout my mothering had to fight it all the time. Yeah. Like, Oh, their feelings are hurt mm-hmm. or, and it is possible to, to say the wrong thing, say the thing out of your, but questioning your action all the time. Yeah. Be, be, you should adjust as you go through your parenting, mm-hmm. but you also need to know and have a foundation of principles. And this is the way we do things in yeah. our house. And this yeah. is how we are going to raise our kids for these reasons. Mm-hmm. Know the why behind it. Yeah. But in Noah's case, cause she does like to nap at our house you know, her and I are having a great time, and I put her down for a nap, and she starts screaming. And it's I'm like, like, You abandoned her. Yeah. So I'm like, Well, she's in there going, What did I do wrong? <laughs> no, she's not. She just didn't like it. She, yeah, <laughs> she's
0: tricking you, is what right. she's doing. But,
1: so then mom guilt, right? Or yeah. right, grand's guilt. Yeah. But you can have that all the time. Yeah. Especially when um, they're not going to say, Oh, thank you. I'm so yeah. glad you disciplined me that way. Yeah. That's not ha- going to happen.
0: No, it's not at all. Mm -mm. Um, so for, with moms who are, um, they have kids late high school, college, maybe earlier in their twenties. So I I work with 20 somethings Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we will get well-meaning moms who call us and ask us their, their child is off doing their own prodigal type thing. And they will call us in hopes that, that we can rescue them. And every time moms do that, man, we, we pray with them, but we also have to explain like, this will, if we were to reach out to them based on your request, this would actually do more harm to your long term relationship with your son or daughter. Um, mm-hmm. and we have to kind of explain why and like the breach of trust. That's a mm-hmm. really hard place for a mom to be. You're like, I bore this child, raised them, fed them, tried to like teach them everything I could and they're off being idiots Mm -hmm. which cause you're it's your heart. It's your heart. It's your mama's heart. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's this weird gap between like 16 and 25 where you're like, I, there's nothing left for me to do. Um, and I will say most of the time, uh, it seems, uh, especially with boys, they turn 25 and realize all mom was right. And I, I need, I need mom. Um, so there's that hope. But for that middle gap, mm-hmm. when you, what would you, like? how would you encourage moms? What would you say to moms in that weird, my kids are not listening to anything I say and they're making bad choices or I'm worried about them, I don't know how to help. What do you think you'd say?
1: Mm. God's got them. Mm. That's hard to remember because you're pretty sure that uh, God needs me to help. Mm-hmm. And he may not need you. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when, um, right before Jesus told Peter he was going to deny him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he said, "Satan has asked mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. and I pray that when you return." Mm-hmm. And that was actually a scripture of um, encouragement for me, mm-hmm. for when you Satan has asked, mm-hmm. I've been praying for you, and when you return. Mm-hmm going, okay, I need to have the heart of Jesus and pray for my son. Mm -hmm. And when he returns, Mm -hmm. there's something new and bigger. And if you look at Peter's life, you know, Peter was all over the board. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he was always following Jesus, but he wasn't 100% there. Yeah. Right. And then look at him on the day of Pentecost. Look at the books he yeah. You never would have thought he could have done that, yeah, yeah. but he did. Mm-hmm. So that, I kind of hung on to that mm-hmm. um, a lot. Um, it is not to your best interest mm-hmm. or to theirs for you to try to make it work.
0: Like rescue him. Rescue
1: him. Mm-hmm. Oh, the temptation's so strong, though. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. somebody to hold you accountable to not doing that.
0: Yeah. because I mean, I can't imagine... I don't have a mama's heart, but I know I know you do. Mm-hmm. And, I know, and I know several moms who are like, man, I just...
1: And you go through this stages of, I'm so sad, I'm angry. Yeah. And I'm upset. I don't know what to do. You cry a lot. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, it It occupies your whole life. and yeah. there I can't even... This is a story on you, and you've mm-hmm. heard this story, so it's okay. And it's about prayer, too. Yeah. But there was a time you were in college... And I was so angry and upset. And I can even tell you where I was on I twenty five driving. And I don't know if I just received a phone. I don't even know what the scenario was. But I literally yelled at God mm-hmm. saying, You promised mm-hmm. and it's not happening. Yeah. So I'm pointing a finger at God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> God can take it, just yeah. so you know. God can take that. He and sure He can. wants to know your heart. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit said, I need you to let go and let me.
0: Mm-hmm. That was two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for a little background, uh, I was an idiot in college. <laughs> um, that's the kindest word I can I can put. Um, was a big old hard-headed, self-absorbed idiot. Um, and came around. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I chose to. So, young young men who do listen to this, um, don't don't be like me. Um, this is a side note. Honor your honor your mom.
1: Well, and it's... you like, know, all of mm. us have those stubborn hearts that you read over and over and over again in the Old yeah. Testament, and God's like, "I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back. Yeah. I love you. I want you to be mine." Yeah. And your stubborn heart mm-hmm. and. I mean, I think every one of us can read that and go, yep, I have a stubborn heart.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure do. Um, that's one of the reasons it's so important to honor your mother and your father. Um, because one, they bore you and we've talked about this on the podcast and raised you and fed you. Um, and also they love you. And if you're like me, it's easy to be an idiot and break your mama's heart. Um, you need to you need to make it an effort to hold up your parents and your mother with the highest honor and place high value on them because they have deposited everything that they can into you. Um,
1: and I and, would I would say and mm-hmm. during that time too, I had a mom who said, who called me on the carpet. And it was true. You mm-hmm. need to get you need to um, get interested in his life. Hmm. I'm like, well, I don't really care about what he's doing, but okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, full confession there. Yeah, um, But honestly, man, yeah. try to step into their life, not so that you can correct them, but mm-hmm. to understand what they're going through yeah, and what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm okay, not see. saying go hang out at the bars with them. That's not what I said. No. But Yeah. Find out more about yeah. them. Yeah. Because they are developing their, who they're going to be mm-hmm. as an adult and yeah. what their interests are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, real quick, we've talked a lot about honor um, in a little bit. If you guys have, you know, you want questions, you can always send me an email. Mom will answer those questions when I ask her, because we'll probably do another podcast. But I do want to transition a little bit. Um, We've been kind of focused on uh, moms and dads and what they can do for their kids and a little bit about, you know, if you're a young adult male, what to be doing. But, um I want to talk a little bit about money because this is your area of specialty. Um, Well, one of your areas of specialty. Um, And I was just reading yesterday in my morning news article that in the month of June 2022, Americans collectively added $40 billion to their debt load, which is insane. I didn't divide it by 330 million to figure out what it was per per person, but that is nuts. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of our listeners, they're, uh, fresh out of college or they've been, you know, maybe they're a little bit, um, more established, 28, 29, 30. Um, and maybe they have good income and they're broke, which is a story very common in our Mm -hmm. country. Um, so many things to buy. Um, I was wondering if you could give like some money wisdom to our to our young men, because mon- money is really important. Um, how you view money is really important. Um, so if you could just start, what would like what would be some advice you'd give mm-hmm. the young men when it comes to money? And then I'll kind of ask some questions along the way.
1: Yeah. And that statistic, those are the people I work with because they come to yeah. me and they're like, I make really good money. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going
0: to and like really good money. Really, like I, yeah. Six figures. I more. have them from
1: yeah. almost poverty level all the way to a million dollars. Yeah. So, yes. Um, and interestingly, it's usually based on either a discontentment. Mm-hmm. No one taught them how mm-hmm. to manage money. Um, and, so, and there's some belief systems there from yeah. either growing up or just what the culture has taught them that they... Yeah they need to use their money. Yeah. And as Christians, we need to remember that money is simply a tool. Mm-hmm. It's um, amoral. Mm-hmm. It's a tool that God has given you. Yeah. Uh, and the, your ability mm-hmm. to make that money is from God as well. Yep. Look in Deuteronomy 8 where it yep. says, God, I'm the one who gave mm-hmm. you the abilities to earn this money. Yeah. And you are to glorify God with it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you kind of get yourself uh, unattached to the money, as this money is me, yeah, this is my image based on how the dollar signs, yeah, detach yourself from that. Yeah. You need to be a person of character first, mm-hmm. and the person of character will manage money well.
0: Yeah, and that, that's really good because a, a lot of young guys, especially, I mean, even older guys, get caught in. I am how much I make.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And part of that it's the natural inclination to be a provider, which you should be. Um, and finances is one way you provide; it's not the only way. It's one way you provide, but then it's easy to get your ego wrapped up because it's like the more I make, the more I've won. And as a general general principle, guys like to win; they're pretty competitive. Um, but you got to detach. It is a tool; it's amoral. There's it's neither mm-hmm. good nor bad. It's just it's just there. It's a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to tell young guys, all right, you need to do these two things hmm. to start to get your money under control. Because what you want generational wealth is good. You want to be able to hand something off to your children, your grandchildren. That and that's really far thinking. But you also you don't want to get married broke. Um because being married broke is uh It's it, no fun. It, no, it's no fun. You're ready to have some fun with your sweetheart. And you have no money and you're like, Oh, what do I do now? So you want to, even when you're single, you want to set yourself up well for, so what would, what would kind of be like your advice?
1: Number one, be aware. I'm talking about American culture right now. Be aware of lifestyle creep. And what that means is as, and there's a thing called Parkinson's theory. Mm-hmm. And we usually think about the disease, of course, but Parkinson's theory says we will use up whatever is given us. So if yeah, I yeah. have ten dollars, I will mm-hmm. use the ten dollars. If I have twenty, I'll use the twenty. Mm-hmm. I'll use twenty. Yeah. If I go to the grocery store and I have a hundred dollars in my account or allotted for groceries, that is what I'll spend. Mm-hmm. If I have eighty, I'll spend eighty. Mm-hmm. So Parkinson's theory says we will use. We will use the capacity of what we have. Yeah, same yeah. with our houses. We'll fill them up to that point. Yeah. Plates of food, small plate, big plate. I you, mean, it's, 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 it's like a. a, a, a it's, you know, it's, yes, it's a general principle. I remember reading about that about
0: uh, the Parkinson's theory of time management. And time management. Like if same you give thing. yourself an hour for a task, you'll take an hour. If you mm-hmm. give yourself 30 minutes for the same task, it'll only take 30 minutes. Right. I was like, this is what a bizarre And it worked. It, I was yes. Like, My gosh. Mm hmm. Okay, yeah. so
1: so be aware of of that. Be willing to talk about money, especially if you're going into a relation, long term relationship, getting planning on being married. Um, be willing to talk about money
0: mm.
1: there, and be know your money story because your money story is talking to you yourself now.
0: What is your money story? Your money
1: story is how you grew up with money, any messages that you received growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and it can. We call it the money classroom. In this uh-huh. money classroom, this is what I learned about money: money can be used um, as a punishment, money mm-hmm. can be used as a reward, money is shameful. We don't mm-hmm. talk about it. There's yeah. never enough. Yeah. I'm scared.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, as a child, you pick up on all of those messages and know that you get to rewrite your money story, mm-hmm. but you have to be aware of the money story you're living mm-hmm. in right now.
0: So, like as an example. Someone could have grown up with their parents saying over and over again, "Oh, we can't afford that. Oh, we can't afford mm-hmm. that." And so, even if you got into an adulthood, um, and you make good money, you manage. You're probably over managing. You're probably like real tight, and always think, "Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I can't afford it." Right? Would that well, be kind of
1: either that? I I've seen two mm-hmm. reactions. Mm. You're so tight because you're scared there'll never be enough, or. Yeah. You have it now. I get to. I get to.
0: Yeah.
1: I can afford anything I want now. Yeah, yeah. And either one is a mismanagement.
0: Right. right. Got it. Right. Yeah.
1: And back to the lifestyle creep is many. We will spend the money we have. So yeah. you all of a sudden, I, I have developed a lifestyle that I didn't really want because right. I spent all the money and I, now I really want this over yeah. here. But I have created something where I'm paying all the bills, and yeah. I'll have all this debt yeah. and all of that. And so now we have to shift, and we have to shift. It's a big shift, and it's a hard shift to make. Yeah. And this was my conviction when Gary Gary and I decided to um, get rid of some debt. Mm-hmm. We weren't big credit card users, but we weren't big savers. We were using what we had. Mm-hmm. And it, which is...
0: every time you talk about this, it, it, it blows my mind because it, all I know is that we were in Dave Ramsey's classes all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And you guys were like meticulous and, uh, and balanced. And so I oh, like, honey, we, I took, we when, took
1: out a loan on a, on your clarinet.
0: Yeah. So when I hear when you told me that, or when you took out a, would you take a line of credit from the house to redo the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Every time you, I'm like, you did. No, you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like that was a yeah. that was a different, and like, so that was that's a why I make Gary it, and Kristen. That's,
1: that's why I can be a good coach because yeah. I've been there with them, yeah. right? I'm like, yeah, I've been there. Um, but the biggest conviction for me, and I don't remember the exact time, was God has told me
0: mm-hmm.
1: I will provide everything you need, mm. and when I decide that what He's provided is not good enough. Yeah, which usually makes me go into debt. That's usually when we go into debt because what we have is not enough.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: I just slapped God in the face. Yeah. And that was such a hard conviction for Mm -hmm. me that I was like, okay, never again. Yeah. Now, not everyone has that kind of a conviction of heart. I did. Maybe that's what I needed. And I would say we were fairly content. We didn't live wild and that kind of thing. But it doesn't matter. That part yeah. doesn't matter. It's my heart position. Again, yeah. go backing back to that word. What's the position of my heart? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um I need to address something. Mom did just say that I, I did have a clarinet. I was a clarinet player. He was
1: very good. I was a
0: very good clarinet player. <laughs> um but I gave that up when I started getting made fun of. Um and I, I mean I I went I ended up also being the only clarinet or the only person in band because I went through year one and year two in my fifth grade year. And then sixth grade, it was just me. And I was like, well,
1: yeah. Cause someone told you you couldn't do it. And you're like, I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. Which you want, which is your competitive. Yeah, you want to
0: make sure I do something well, tell me I can't, but, um, Oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, I forgot. I forgot what I was going to say. I had two things. What was the last thing that you said? Um, Um, Not being
1: content with what God has given me.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, Dallas Willard. Um, I quote Dallas Willard frequently, one of my favorite Christian authors. Um, He's got this quote because so many people are taken captive by the idea of credit score, credit card points, credit Mm -hmm. card rewards. And he blatantly said, that is, um, how did he put it? It is the most obvious, foolish mistake that we have instilled in people that this use of credit is good for them. Um and I was like he he was like a real smart guy and he just kind of said things as 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 he saw them. And he's and so he he wasn't really apologetic like oh maybe a credit cards good for you. He's just like no that is really really foolish. And I mean I mean every time people talk about you talk about Dave Ramsey people are like oh, I don't know about the credit card thing and they always without fail say I pay off my balance every month and everything in me wants to be like no you don't. Because very few people, a- according to the do. stats, mm-hmm. no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be, not be a kind thing to say in the moment. But let's all be honest: if you have a credit card, you're probably not paying it off. You're probably carrying a balance. Um, what like it, is there any legitimacy to credit cards, or is it, or is it a way to open yourself up to not live within? what God has provided. And I think I just set you kind of up for that one, but Mm -hmm, of course, yeah.
1: Credit is, is actually you are borrowing from your future. Even if it's, even if it's only next month's paycheck, you are borrowing from your future and Mm. hello. We don't know what tomorrow holds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We do
1: not know. So I am borrowing from my future. Every time I do that, even if I do, if I'm one of the rare ones that pay Mm -hmm. it off every single month. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then you didn't gain anything.
1: You didn't get anything.
0: No, because you're going to, what's well, Parkinson's principle, you're probably going to spend mm-hmm. what the credit well, limit in, is. Well, maybe the, unless you have like a $20,000 limit, I hope you don't spend that month to month. Oh,
1: most people, oh, most people will spend right up to their limit.
0: Within a Even- month? Well, or, no, or, eventually. Oh, eventually. Yeah. If you're doing that, call my mom. She can help you Um, and then cut that thing up. Um, but but Yeah, you'll, you'll spend more than you make.
1: The same, yeah. And the same thing happens even, well, here's here's the science behind it. Yeah. So back when we, before we had even credit cards, every time, if I paid with cash, so I go in and I buy something and I give you a hundred dollar bill, mm-hmm. I may not, I may get a little change back, but usually not. I get, I had to give you something in return. You gave me the product that I yeah. just purchased. Yeah. When I use a debit or a credit card, mm-hmm. and it's has more of a hit with the credit card, I gave mm-hmm. you the credit card. You also give me the credit card back and yeah. my product. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt. Yeah. In my brain, there's some things going on in my brain. I'm like, yeah, I have both yeah. of them.
0: It's a yeah. big deal. Have you ever, so I've, I've wondered about that. And I'm what, because I'm starting to wonder if people's brains are being a little rewired in a, in a way. Because um, when you use your debit card, it subtracts it counts down you have to see the number decrease when you check your accounts mm-hmm. when you use your credit card it goes up Your are ba- it, it's like
1: your balance goes up. yeah it yeah. doesn't
0: it doesn't show you how much you have it how much is taken away from your credit limit it just shows you what you've spent And very
1: few people look at that
0: uh-huh
1: so yeah when until the statement comes or they get online to yeah. pay it and then they see it
0: God. yeah yeah So I was, it's just a real curious thing um, do you have any other things that you would say about money to to young men um, anything you
1: no know, I think that you know the money story um, you I don't think you have to be ashamed of your money story if you misuse yeah. money or you want to change it yeah. make the change yeah forgive yourself and,
0: and move forward yeah. and
1: change and move forward yeah get someone to help you. That's yeah. what I do is yeah. I help people work through that. And my coaching is based on what, what's most important to you. Yeah. And that's what. Yeah. And we move forward with
0: it. Yeah. I want to take a real quick aside on the money thing. Cause I don't want to appear like, Oh, I'm a money master. I was a money idiot. I was an idiot in a lot of ways. Um, I, I'd make it and spend it. Do you remember? So you gave us in high school, I think it was started in high school. You guys tried, We're going to give you, I think it was $125 for a month. So you could learn how to budget something.
1: We were trying to teach you guys how to manage money.
0: Yeah. And by the third of the month, I had spent mine and you took it away. So you're like, you know what? We're not, you're not even, you're not even ready for this. So you took it, but I, that step stayed. So I got a job and it stayed with the job. got another job. It stayed with the job. I would just like blow through and so, my first salary job, I made 28 grand. And I always had kind of in the back of my mind that because God is the ultimate provider, He knows exactly what He's doing right now. And I will not ever make more income until I figure out how to manage it because I, it didn't matter what I made. I worked at an oil and gas company as an intern and I managed to blow all that on I don't even remember what. There was like a summer I made and mom already knows this. So she's just going to laugh. I made like 15 grand one summer. I may
1: start crying, but
0: <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> I made 15, like 15 grand one summer as an intern, which is too much money to pay an intern. And I went to college with like a grand. I don't even know what to spend it on. But, um, my first, my first salary job was $28,000. And I, I had that in the back of the mind. Like until I learn how to manage this well, and live within these constraints. This is where God is going to keep me. And I did well for a year, and nothing nothing changed. I got a three percent raise, which put me at about twenty nine thousand thirty eight. And I was like, Argh. And I just I was like, all right. I have to get a second job, so I got a second job coaching uh, CrossFit to help. Um, but it was like it was. I was stuck at twenty nine grand until I learned, to, I had to live on that for three years. I think I got bumped up to 35 at two and a half, which is like $50 per check extra. And I had to learn to manage that. And it, and I finally did just in time to get married. Um, I remember Chelsea, (laughs) when we were dating, she's like, you're cheap. And I want to be like, I'm not cheap. I'm I'm really poor. (laughs) (laughs) I live in Colorado on 28 grand. So all, all of that to say, um, you know, my, my salary is is significantly larger than, um, 28 now, which is not really hard to say because it was 28 grand. Uh, you make more money working at a, at Cracker Barrel, but, um, I had to learn how to manage that money. And I really believe that like, God kept me there. Like, I really believe Mm -hmm. that it was always in the back of my mind when people are like, you need to figure out, you need to ask for a pay raise. I'm like, ah, I'll just blow it. I'll just be as poor as ever. Um, so now, all of that to say, I, I am not a money guru who like nailed it. I screwed it up until I was about a year before I got married. And I got married when I was 29. So 28 years of financial mistakes. So all, that's that's what I and, wanted to say. Because yeah, I was right. talking like I was an expert. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, and,
1: and parents, mamas, you know, Mary pondered things in her heart. And I think that's because all moms do. Yeah. And there were some things that I knew Keaton was natural at. Colin was at Dylan, right? And when Mm -hmm. it came to money, you and Colin were exact opposites.
0: What's that story?
1: When you were little. Little. They weren't very old. I want to say three, maybe three and four, uh, maybe four and five. But it was pretty young. We go to the grocery store. I give each of them a dollar. If they want to buy something, they can. Back then, you could buy a little candy or you something get, for a could, dollar.
0: A dollar would go a long way. Yes,
1: it would. So, of course, Keaton buys one. Colin doesn't, of course, because that is his natural bent. He <laughs> always was that way. Keaton was spending He was always that way, right? Yeah. So So, um, we get literally in the car on the way home. Colin looks. I hear Colin look over it. Or, I hear him look. I hear him say, See? I still have my dollar. You don't have a dollar or a candy bar.
0: <laughs> You're like, shut up, Colin. Give me your dollar. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, you, you know that from person. a
1: parenting perspective, you need to know those, even those things. Yeah. Because you you can't, there is no equality in the way you parent. No. Equity, whatever you, you want to look at it. Yeah. Every child needs to be parented the way they are. Yeah. Their natural bits are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that even came down to, like, Colin didn't get a driver's license until he was 25. And he just expected us to drive everywhere. I think
1: part of it was his rebellion. but
0: Yeah. Oh, and he just wouldn't. He was so. He would hold on to his money. Colin, I know you're listening to this and you can't defend yourself. So maybe the next time you're on the podcast, we'd go to youth events and not buy anything and he'd wait for people to not finish their food and then offer to eat it for him. Yeah,
1: that was, that, now see, there's other, another, another parenting like, opportunity that, about uh, honoring other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just had to way say Way to go, that. way to go, Colin.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So, mom, we are 56 minutes in. Um, We'll probably have to told do I told you okay? we had a lot of content. We do. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, we could talk for three or four hours if we wanted. Um, but, we uh, we'll have another episode for sure. Um, I just want to ask you one more question about praying moms because I made a little joke at the beginning, but I, but really, like I think of Hannah and First Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of Mary. Um, they're like, and then I think of like your story. Even and when we talk about praying moms, it's like, oh, if you're not praying an hour a day, you're not going to keep the devil away. But it's really a simple like Lord help um, mm-hmm. but for moms who are listening um, even for dads um, could you what would you say to them about prayer asking God for help as they try to steward their family well and raise their family well, mm-hmm. well you got any encouragement for them?
1: Yeah um, yes you do not have to be at the perfect prayer or yeah. use any formulas just pray Yeah. I don't care if you're it's in the middle of the night which Or, you know, as you're walking, as you're doing the dishes, whatever it is, definitely pray. I would also have friends and family who will join you in prayer for very specific things. And choose those people wisely.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: you do not, especially if you're struggling with parenting or struggling with your spouse or a child, they need to want to join you in prayer and lift them up and love on them and not be judging. So you've got to have those people are going, well, I don't blame you for being mad. Yeah. Sometimes you need that, but really what you need is, yes,
0: I'm yeah. on my knees praying yeah. right now. Yeah. You want people who will pray, not gossip mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. offer the unsolicited yeah. advice that you have not asked for yet. You're like I need, I need God's help. Right. Not yours yet. Yet. Yeah. And
1: there, there's a place for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah. And I think too, with mothering, there's so many emotions and understand that God gave you those. Read mm-hmm. through the Old Testament. Do you see the emotions of God? Mm-hmm. those are our emotions too yeah. and so we, we are to control them and all those good yeah. things but yeah. be aware he, you know he cares because you see how much he cares for his people yeah. and so when you read that yeah. um, not always pray with and over your kids sometimes they don't want you to pray with them or over yeah. them but they don't have to always know yeah. that you're praying with them and then yeah. I wrote a blog a few years ago um, on you don't have because you don't ask and mm. I'll just kind of finish with this We were in a bad hard situation financially and, um, um, I, we just didn't know what to do. It was because Colin needed some surgery and, Mm -hmm. um, I was again driving out. I 25 was a great, I had a commute of 30 minutes to Mm -hmm. 45, depending on the traffic.
0: It's
1: a great place to pray all the way to work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, you might be the only person in history who said I 25 and great in the same sentence.
1: I said it, but I say it was a great you said, commute.
0: I, yeah, you said it was, You said I twenty five was great. A great commute because you got to have the commute for praying. praying. It was a yeah, great commute for is, praying. Like, yeah, there ugh. you go.
1: I know it's yeah. It's the, like all highways though. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, we praying over a, a medical situation for Colin, mm-hmm. and you can read more of the details on my blog if you want to. Um, mm-hmm. But something passed me. It was a Shriners truck. That's mm-hmm. what we needed. I've never seen, I'd never seen one before. Never seen. one
0: Yeah. Afterwards. yeah.
1: That was our, my answer to prayer. And I realized yeah. God's in the details. Yeah. He cares. And I written of course you don't have, cause you don't ask. Yeah. And I'd never asked about that particular situation. Yeah. And sometimes we don't want to, at least me, sometimes you're almost ashamed to pray about some of those things or ashamed yeah. of my situation. So I shouldn't have to pray about this. Yeah. That's get off the high horse. Yeah. That's not being humble.
0: Yeah, it, well, it takes prideful. humility to ask. Because mm-hmm. once you ask, there's that chance that the answer could be no. Mm-hmm. But it also could be yes. I think we I just heard a sermon at young adults, actually. God is willing. Um, there's a whole sermon about how Jesus is willing mm-hmm. if you ask. Um, yeah. That's his character. It's his heart posture. Um, well, Mom, thank you for coming on mm-hmm. and sharing your wisdom Appreciate it very, very much. Look forward to having you on the podcast next time. Thank you guys for listening. If you don't mind, share this with a friend. Um, If you didn't like this episode or any of the previous episodes, just pretend you didn't listen to it at all. Um, If you did like it, leave a five-star review. Share it with a friend. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.